waves get lost in the ocean. Seven billion swimmers, man, I'm going through the motions. Hi, this is Nancy Herald, and welcome to my show, High Road to Humanity. In every episode, I tell you powerful true stories filled with great wisdom that you can use in your own life as you strive for a higher road to travel. My featured guests will have their own unique stories to tell that enlighten your mind and your soul. So kick back, relax, and learn the secret to success when you take the high road. Hi, this is Nancy Yearout, and welcome to High Road to Humanity. And today I have a wonderful guest. Her name is Shelly Kerr. She's a PhD, and she's written a really cool book. It's called Meet Your Karma. And if you're watching me on YouTube, I'm holding it up. It says, Meet Your Karma, The Healing Power of Past Life Memories. And you know, I believe in reincarnation. Now, some of y'all don't, but she may make a believer out of you today. So before I bring her on, let me give you a little background about Shelly. She's from Dallas, and she is a past life regression practitioner in private practice for 20 years. Now, Shelly received her PhD in parapsychic science from the American Institute of Holistic Theology and is a certified clinical hypnotherapist, master hypnotist, and master practitioner of neuro-linguistics programming. Gosh, Shelly, you've, you've got a lot going on here. Welcome to High Road to Humanity. Nancy, thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm excited. I heard about you. I heard you're the past life lady. You do a YouTube, um, you have a YouTube channel called Past Life Lady. But I guess before um, we get started, I'd just like to know, how did you get into this? What, tell us your story. Why did you decide to become a, a past life you know, uh, therapist? Where did this come from? It is pretty weird. Um, <laughs> it's definitely not what everybody else is doing. Uh, when I was a kid, my mother attended a luncheon okay. with the woman who was in the book, The Search for Bridie Murphy. If um, viewers and listeners are, inter are familiar with that one, it was a really famous past life regression case from the 1970s okay. where this woman was very sick with allergies and she Got, it was just so bad, she decided to try hypnotherapy. And so the therapist kept taking her back and regressing her to childhood, and she was getting a little bit better. And finally, one day, he said, look, I want you to go back to the source of, of these allergies. And she started reporting on her life in Ireland. Oh, wow. So it was a really super famous book. Mm -hmm. And my mother met the woman and brought the book home when I was a little kid. And so I don't know what you were hanging out talking to your parents about, Nancy, but we were talking about <laughs> lives. Believe it or not, believe it or not, and I've never really said this on the radio, my grandma had a Ouija board, which I'm wow. not into. Yes, I, right? And I'm not into it because I, I understand now that it's probably not a good tool, which it's not, but my grandmother did have a Ouija board and they used to do that. So yeah, I came from one of those crazy families. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, then you, you know what I'm talking about. I've had a Ouija board and I've tossed it in the trash. So, there you yeah, go. Me yeah, too. We've, we've all done it. So You're on the same page. Well, you you know, I, and, and the first thing I want to ask you, and you're going to crack up, but years ago, I was a smoker. And when I got into the real estate business, I couldn't smoke anymore. And this has been a long time ago, 20 years ago. But um, I went to a, a hypnotherapist and uh, yeah, to be hypnotized to stop smoking. But the lady, and this was in New Mexico, because I'm from New Mexico. Oh, really? And, yeah. I'm from New Mexico. Oh, are you really? Yeah, oh, from Albuquerque. Oh, me too. And so I'm just in Texas today, but yes, I'm, I'm a New Mexico resident. But um, anyway, I went to this lady, and I don't remember her name, so I can't tell you, but she couldn't hypnotize me. Really? Yeah. And so when I saw and I thought, you know, I'd love to go back and I'd love to know what happens, you know, before and all of that. But she wasn't able to do it. Um, have you read across that? Yes. Um, I stumped you there, huh? <laughs> no, you didn't stump me. I'm just I'm having a lot of visual images pop into my mind when you're saying that. I think that. Sometimes I run across people and they tell me that they can't be regressed. And once in a while, I can't regress people. Okay. But earlier you mentioned, um, like I took some training in neuro-linguistic programming, right. which is kind of getting into the idea that the mind is, is like a computer. And so we can kind of go inside and like reprogram our little minds to put a better output 
for us. And one of the things that we were trained to do that I've been doing for years is like helping people tune into whether you're more visually oriented, Uh you're more of an auditory person or you're a kinesthetic person. And so I think that if a hypnotherapist, um, can recognize that not everybody is going to see technicolor unicorns when they go into a regression state. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can have a gut feeling or an inner knowing, or sometimes you can like in my process, I always have people meet with a guide who can like maybe tell them some things mm-hmm. if they're more auditory. And then the other thing is I do spend a lot of time with clients trying to help them to believe in the thing that just crossed their mind because I do most of my work by phone um, for the past several years. But when I work in in person or even I can hear it over the phone, if I ask somebody a question, you can look under their eyelids and their their eyelids will be going doing, 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 because they are processing the question I asked them. And sometimes part of it is something flashed across people's minds. Maybe they either pushed it down. I'm not saying that's what you did, but I'm saying a lot of times they might th- think, well, that just sounds crazy. I'm not going to say that. Or mm-hmm. or maybe it just seems so random. It doesn't seem like it's possible. So I try to do a lot of coaching to coach this information out. Because okay. I don't think people, it, it depends how you are being regressed. I think the typical, like, let's walk, you know, deepening, deepening, deepening is mm-hmm. very difficult for some people to do. And so I've I kind of leave people more, it's more like listening to a guided meditation CD right, in, in right. the processes in the book. So I don't know, how, how was it? Like, did they, were they trying to really deepen you to the point? Of- I don't know. She was just telling me all this stuff and, and she's like in your um, under and I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> so, not. I said, no, I'm not. But you know, I'm pretty uh, type A personality, so I don't know, but um, I'm sure maybe I could do it now. But I just wanted to ask you that question because, and then she was upset because she couldn't, you know, so I was like, oh, okay, well, I don't know. And then I thought, well, maybe some people, or maybe my mind goes too quick or for whatever reason, or maybe I just wasn't my time because sometimes there's divine intervention there and maybe I wasn't supposed to, you know? I believe in all of that because yeah. we'll never present the things that I'm talking about, visual, audio, kinesthetic, they're not going to present themselves unless it's right. time. Right. You know, I really um, give you credit. This is what's really cool about you is you can hypnotize people, but you're spiritual, which I think is so awesome. And so, you know, um, you know, you believe in the guides and and you, you believe in, you know, a higher power. And that's what makes you so interesting. Thank you. I guess to, to your point about the smoking cessation, a lot of the programs that people go through for that is very clinical. I just don't resonate with that at all. Yeah, see, and you're spiritual. That's probably, and so I could probably, you could probably hypnotize me. But a lot of people don't believe in reincarnation. I do. Um, I definitely believe. I believe we come back uh, until we learn our lessons. Is that what you think as well? Yeah, Um after the the childhood experience with the book, and the first time I heard about reincarnation, even though I was just a little kid at the time, it just felt like truth to me. So I do believe in reincarnation, but one of the things I also try to get across to people is I'm not here to try to convert people to my way of thinking because the regression can actually be a process. And the images and the thoughts and things that come up in some of these sessions you know, I'm not God. I don't know exactly where these things come from. Is it really a past life? That might be my interpretation, but I still think that mankind, we don't really know the vastness of the creator when we're in a physical body. So I'm not, you know, so if an image comes up, it could be archetypal. It could be coming from the same realm of dream imagery. It could be symbolic. And so as long as the client you know, is able to tell themselves a little story about something, let's say that happened in the 1200s. And then why does that apply to what we're doing now? The only reason why we do a regression to me in the realm that we're talking about it, it's a process. And if the process helps people become happier in their current life, then that's the whole reason to do it. So, you know, the cool thing I liked about your book and I loved your stories. You guys, she has all these really neat stories in here. Um, and we'll tell some of them. I hope you will tell some of them today from the book. Um, but one thing that really caught me, you take people back and you regress them to the time so they can heal an issue that they're having in their current life. But then you take them forward. I thought that was really interesting. You take them forward so that they can see they're past it and they see themselves happy and free of that issue. Correct. Yeah, I think it's really key because, again, the only reason why we go to the past is so our current life can become better. 
And one of the ways for me to know that the client, like I was saying earlier, is really is convinced that this is happening is to have them go out to a point in their current life in the future, whether that's tomorrow or maybe it's next week or it's next mm-hmm. year where they can actually go into um, an event. And this is where we get more into feelings. Like what does it feel like to know that you've actually succeeded in resolving this issue or you're actually living the life that you enjoy or you've let go of this or that or whatever it is. And then I have them really tune into the feeling. And then when they come back from the journey again, if I can convince them to leave the session and then just to take the steps Um, Like first I read the book, then I walked out, then I did this and that, kind of like they're reverse engineering. And if they can believe in their journey and the fact that this bright future is possible, then they can really create a lasting change and move into what they really want to create in their current life, which is really what it's all about. Right. Well, and there's people that are stuck. I mean, you have stories and and I read a lot of them. Um, I, I, so many stick out in my mind. Um, The girl that was afraid of bees she was terrified of bees. Tell that story if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, I was out at a, an event and this girl um, approached and was just terrorized of bees. She felt like they were chasing her around all over the place. So we just did a very brief process in the mind because sometimes you can go in your mind. Um, she was able to do a clearing there and then she came up to me later and she the bees were flying around her, but they weren't really getting very close anymore. And sometimes I think it's a matter of going inside right. and changing you know, it's kind of like the law of attraction that everybody. You change the energy. Yes, I, I believe change you change the energy. energy. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Yes, and I so like that. Yeah, it, it's powerful. We all know that, but it's really true that when you change the inside, then what it, what you're attracted to or what's attracted to you is going to change. Right. That's awesome. And you also talking uh, talk about cutting the cords, um, which I thought is which is a spiritual thing. Um, and so I think that's wonderful that you've brought that into your practice. And if you guys don't know what we're talking about, they're energetic cords, just like she probably had energetic cords connected to bees. Yes. 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 Can you kind of touch on that real quick so people understand? Yeah, like, for example, in the case of the girl with the bees, so she um, went into a past life, we did a clearing, and then whatever it is, like, that's what we would, what I would call an unwanted influence, in this case, the bees, just, let's say she imagines bees in front of her, that she uses her imagination, because a big part of this is your willingness to use the imaginative part of yourself. Just imagine there's a cord connecting you with the image of the bees in this case. And then we just using an angel or a guide. I like Archangel Michael myself. Me too. Come along. Oh, goody. Yeah, right behind me. (laughs) And then we send a healing to that and we receive a healing, but you're always sending and blessing and healing others if there's some kind of um, trauma in the past or, you know, every day, let's say you're going to work and you've got somebody at work, you're not getting along with, just send them light, cut the cords with them, send them a blessing. And then what you start to see is again, what we were talking about. Suddenly the person's being nice to you. Maybe that tension you had before is no longer there. I mean, it's really, really powerful. And it's something that you can literally do every minute of every day. Well, if needed. Yeah. And one story that you told, I read a bunch of the stories and I wish I wouldn't have time to read them all. But um, one of the stories that you, that I read in the book is um, about a girl who didn't get along with her stepfather and he beat her and she just had always held on to it, I guess. And then, well, you can probably tell the story better than me. And then she, you took her back and regressed her and he was a soldier that had, beaten her for stealing food like in the 1700s or something like that um and then when she realized that she was able to cut the cords and then everything was okay with her is that right yeah because sometimes you know we want life to be perfect and wonderful and sometimes it's just challenging right so in that case for sure i mean it did it make what happened in the current life acceptable or wonderful no right but sometimes the only way we can heal is to just kind of come to a different understanding about what happened and be able to just let it go so we're, it's no longer carrying an emotional charge. So sometimes just like in this case, like she went back there, she saw the event, and just viewing the event from that vantage point made her go, oh, wow, you know what? I don't need to carry this anymore. Let's right. cut the cords. Because in the end, when we don't, when we're not able to forgive or we're not able to, un, you know, let go of some mm-hmm. of the bad things that have happened in the past, we are the ones 
who end up suffering. So a lot of the journeys are just real gentle just to help um, it, when we get to the guided journeys part for the readers, just to help you kind of gently go through this and start just letting go of some of these things so that you can live that more peaceful life. Yeah. Hey, listen, we're getting ready to go to commercial break. But you guys, if you want to pick up her book, it's really awesome. And there's wonderful stories. And we're going to tell some more of them um, today on the show. It's called Meet Your Karma and the healing power of past life memories because these past life memories can really interfere with our um, with our life today. Hey, this is Nancy Yearout. We're here today with Shelly Carr. Uh, she's a PhD, and we'll be right back. Hang on. We have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book a session with Nancy to learn how to tap into your own abilities. Have you ever been in a situation where you needed a miracle? I think most of us probably have. Whether it's a financial emergency, health crisis, or some other serious situation, most of us know the feeling of helplessness and even hopelessness. Now imagine having to wait for a miracle for six months, even a year or more. That's the situation for thousands of children all around the world who are waiting for a sponsor. Their only hope of escaping the poverty around them is someone like you choosing them. This is Nancy Yearout, and I'm joining with compassion to give you the chance to be the miracle in a child's life. For a little more than a dollar a day, you'll provide the physical, emotional, and spiritual support a child needs, not just to survive poverty, but to be released from poverty in Jesus' name. Don't make a child wait one day longer for their miracle. You can find out more or sponsor a child right now. Just go to my website, nancyyearout.com. That's www.nancyyearout.com. We want to thank you so much for listening to the show. Now, welcome back to the high road. Hi, this is Nancy Yearout, and we're back, and we're talking about past life regressions, past life memories. I have so many questions for you today. I've got like notes like you wouldn't believe, because I think what you do is really cool, because you really help people. Thank you. I hope so. Oh, I bet you, how many people have you helped? Oh my gosh. Um, I have been in private practice for 20 years. It's ah, scary. Thousands awesome. of people I've worked with. I've been really blessed to work with thousands of people and I, I, it's helped me this modality and I always just pray that it's going to be a help to others as well. So now I have a question for you. Have yes. you ever gone, has anybody ever regressed you? Have you gone back? Oh yes. Yes. Oh, awesome. That's awesome. And it's helped you in your life today. It really did. Um, that's actually how I decided to do this professionally was I had a, a very transformational past life regression. Okay. I Do you want me to tell that? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I wrote my first book on regression came out in 2003 and it's, it was about this situation. I had many years ago, uh, a dear friend of mine invited me to go hiking. I didn't go and he was killed in a hiking accident. Oh, yeah. on that weekend. And so about a month after his death, I saw his spirit in the window of my house wearing a white tank top and some jeans. Okay. And so I had a lot of paranormal experiences this was back in the early 90s. And finally, it kind of vanished. And then many years later, about a decade after he had passed, I started having a lot of paranormal experiences. And I was living in Denver, Colorado at the time. And somebody said, well, you should go have a past life regression. And I went and had the regression and I realized that he had known, um, or I had known him in many, many lifetimes in three different lifetimes. Oh, wow. I was able to see where he had passed away prematurely, leaving me with these unresolved, strange, guilty feelings. And just like what's happened to some of the case studies in the book, Meet Your Karma, the minute I kind of viewed this, I went, wow, you know, all these different things that I tried over the years to kind of get in touch with this and 
And like I was saying earlier, finally let it go. I was never able to let it go until I was able to see that I had actually known this person so many times. It gave me such profound and transformational healing. That's when I knew that this is the one thing that's helped me and I have to be able to help other people in that same way. You knew. Yeah. I think it's fantastic. Now you take people back, um, you know, to all different times. What's the furthest? Have you ever gone back to biblical times? Yes. Some people to biblical times. Um, I find it fascinating is why I ask you. It is. There's a lot of, uh, over the years I have regressed quite a few people who believe they were with Jesus during the crucifixion and they get very, very emotional. Wow. Um, I've regressed other people who have reported being biblical figures like the brother of James or J- or Jesus's brother James in the Bible okay. and different things. And usually that's a really, those are very emotional for the people who um, recall those times. And then I have a, connection with the Edgar Casey work. So I do tend to oh, attract, that. yeah, I've cool. written several books for the Edgar Casey foundation. So because of that, I do regress a lot of Atlanteans and Lemurians oh my and Egyptians. You oh know? my gosh. Well, if somebody wants to have a, if wants you to do a regression um, in the audience, what do they do? They can, uh, if they go to pastlifelady.com, I've got sessions there. And I do, what's interesting about the times that we're currently living in is that I have been doing um, phone work and phone regressions for many, many years because um, I've just had so many people contacting me from around the world. So I've had to learn to work with people by phone. And some people don't think that it's possible to be regressed by phone, but of course it is because we're still together. And when they call me from overseas, yeah, we, we do Zoom or Skype because we're still together. That's what we're kind of learning right now. More people learning that it really is possible to be together without being together. And I, because a lot of it's done by phone, you know, when you close your eyes, you know, I'm still with you. I send energy to the people and then we just kind of go on the journey together. And Uh one thing I like about it is because when I used to have a, an office and people would come in half the time they were stuck in traffic or they got lost or, you know, different things are happening. And so when you're in the comfort of your home and you're in your little snuggle jammies, which again, I think people are getting very familiar with right now, there's, <laughs> unfortunately, That's true. That's true. Um, there's something very comforting there. And then, and also because I'm a real softy, like sometimes I don't want to give tough love messages, but I have to do that. And it's but a it's lot easier. easier. <laughs> I figured that. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to say anything, but you need tough love, you know, and I need to be able to give it. And so it's easier for me. I see. I think it's awesome. You know, one thing I wrote down here, Carl Jung, you said, thought humankind shares a collective unconsciousness where all the memories of human species are stored. Yes. Now I've had Bill Foss on my show and he's coming back and he talks about the Akashic records, but that reminds me of what Young is saying here. Yeah. Oh yes. Um, Yeah. I mean, it kind of goes hand in hand, doesn't it? A little bit there. Yes. Yeah. I think we all have access to that record and, and that shared consciousness that Carl Jung talks about. That's why I say that sometimes, Nancy, I don't know, like, because I don't know, like, right. are the images you're bringing up? Right. Like, let's say when we're talking about biblical times, are they just sharing in that archetypally or were they really there? But the thing is at the bot at the, the base level is, do they feel better? And did they receive the healing afterwards? To me, that's, that's the most important, but they might be taught talking about and kind of regressing back into an archetypal energy for sure into that Akashic record. Um, you talk, there's another couple stories I want to talk about. One really hit me hard, which was the lady and her daughter. Um, and I think it was back in the thirties and I'll have to look at my notes and she, um, they were standing in the line in the food line and her and her daughter were in the food line and they got their food and they got their bread. And then the mother was killed and she said, like stabbed by somebody who wanted to steal her bread. And she said, I, I can't die. And the, the, the question you said was, what did you learn from this? And she said that I can't control when I die. And that really hit home with me. We have no control over any of that, you know. Can you talk about that a minute? Yeah, I think. Um, do you know which one I'm talking about? I do. I do. And I was 
one thing, like when I was going back to do the edits on this book, right. I'm a super positive person and really I want to talk about, you know, technicolored rainbows and unicorns and stuff. Oh yeah. Well, that's, so, yeah. <laughs> some of the stories in this book are really kind of heavy because um, a lot of the people were really dealing with some of the basic survival level fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of them. Like here she is, she's trying to protect her child. They don't have anything to eat. I mean, she's just trying to survive and someone's, is killing her and she's realizing that, you know, God is in charge and unfortunately it's her time to go. Right. The, the timing of this book to me is so, is so strange when what we're going through now, we're seeing people kind of getting back into some of these really survival level um, situations in our current life right now. Right. And I think that it's, um, it's very profound. We are all having to step back and go, wait a minute. What's really important, right? What's important, Uh and I had plans this year. Well, guess what? God had a different plan, and here we are. We're all stuck at home now. And I think that there's something about that just to open our hands and say, I surrender and just – just go with the flow. I don't know. There, there was a, several case studies in the book about that. And I think it's a really good point that you said, it. yeah, I'm not in control. Many of the people said that. And there was a tendency for me, like when I'm writing different books, I want to make kind of varied case studies because I have so many case studies. Right. But I was really guided that these are the ones that need to come out. And uh, it's just been an interesting thing to watch. So. Well, yeah, and I and I agree with what you're saying. I really believe, and you know, I this is what I think. And I had a, a guest on uh, last week. She was from India, and she rushed me, and she said, you know, we're all being, we all have to stay home right now so that we go within, because we're all so hung up on everything that's on the outside of us that this almost forces us to go within. And that's what we all need to do in order to raise, raise the consciousness here on the planet. And so how do you feel about that? I totally agree. Um, about a year ago for my birthday, I happened to get accepted into Vipassana. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. No, I haven't. It's a really profound um, meditation that is the original teachings of the Buddha. And they have one of the premier centers that happen to be like south of Dallas where I live. And so you have to go in there, take the vow of silence and live in a monastery for 10 days. Whoa. Eating very little food and basically sitting on a cushion for about nine hours a day. Okay. And of course, I love to talk. <laughs> and the family said, there's no way she's going to be able to keep her trap shut for that long. <laughs> <They're not. laughs> oh, my God. Nancy. And you while did I was, it. Yes. Did it. And while I was in there, I was in the cushions. And one of the things they're teaching you, they're not giving you any direction. Just breathe out of your nose and just observe the breath. And you're thinking, my God, this is going to be boring. Right. But then what happens is the theater of the mind starts to come in and you start to think all these thoughts. And one of the thoughts eventually is I can't sit still any longer. This is killing me. And so they want you to hold still. And then what you start to observe is like pain will rise up to the surface of the body and it'll start to twist off. And one of the things I've been teaching about in my Whoa. in my energy healing books is that these thoughts are things. Right. They're sitting in your energetic field. So if I go into a past life in my mind, there's an energetic component to that too. So my process includes the energy work because we have to move that out of there. Mm-hmm. And I was having memories from past lives and things like that. And it really... Um, I've been a meditator doing transcendental meditation for like 15 years, but this just took me to the next level. And now that we're in the situation we are in now, mm-hmm. I mean, I, my heart just breaks for people because I know how hard it is to feel the pain of loneliness. And that is a real pain. And I think that most people just have not had the time or have not had the opportunity to really have to sit and be. And it is very, very difficult. Mm-hmm. But I do know that we will get through this. And when we emerge from this, it is going to be profound. Because like you said, what is important? Yeah. What are the stupid things? I mean, 
okay, I can't go to the gym. Well, guess what? That's a luxury. You know, what have yeah. I been taking for granted and what haven't I been giving enough attention to? I mean, something really beautiful and profound will emerge from this I agree when we you. get through it. I agree with you. Hey, we're getting ready to go off to another commercial break. You guys, we're here today with Shelly Kerr. Uh, she's a PhD. Her book is called Meet Your Karma and uh, Clear Your Anxiety, Depression, and Trauma Through Self-Guided Journeys. And so if we want to get in touch with you and do one of these, we just go to your um, to Past Life Lady. What is it? We go to yeah, pastlifelady.com. Dot com. Okay. And then they can set up an appointment with you and you can do it over the phone. Yes. That's fantastic. Hey, you guys, this is Nancy Yarrell, and this is High Road to Humanity, and we'll be right back. We'll be right back on High Road to Humanity. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or download directly from Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, so you never miss an episode of The High Road. Do you struggle with knowing the right food for your lifestyle? Is there really a one right way to eat? As a chronic dieter, I was always so confused by the food rules and the fad diets. Where to even start? That's why I decided to go into health coaching. As your health coach, I will help you find the solution that is right for you. I will help you find balance. Unlike most dietitians and nutritionists, I focus on a whole person approach, not just food. I address stress, sleep patterns, underlying root issues, and so many other contributing factors to health. And as a mental illness survivor, I love talking about ways to fire up brain health. If you're interested in learning more and maybe even a complimentary consultation, contact me at www.sparkingwholeness.com or message me on Instagram through the handle sparkingwholeness. And now let's get back to the show. We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to the High Road. Hi, this is Nancy Earout, and we're back here today with Shelly. And Shelly is a PhD, and she's t- telling us how to meet our karma. You know, I think everybody should do this. <laughs> <I do. laughs> Have you ever had anybody come in your office and say, you know, I don't know what's going on. I just feel like, you know, something's keeping me from moving forward and find out what it is. Can you do that? Oh, yes. Um, I think people, you know, people are normally needing to be in some degree of pain or confusion before they'll go do something like this. And so a lot of times it is um, a feeling of I'm stuck or I know that I'm supposed to be doing something else. I don't really know what it is. And so they do the regression to definitely get in touch with that aspect of themselves so that they can move forward for sure. What's been one of the most um, interesting cases? Can you tell us like probably one of your most interesting cases that you've done? I've got a bunch written down, but I want to hear yours. Oh, gosh. Um, In the book that we're talking about, I have to say one of my favorites is about a woman named Claudia. Okay. Um, This is an Egyptian one. So the book kind of talks about the fact that all of us have different kind of behaviors that are maybe a little bit on the bizarre side. So Claudia had a couple different things going on. Um, She seemed like a pillar of the community and she was very involved in animal rights, which I am very interested in as well. Mm -hmm. Um, She admitted during the session that she had gotten in some difficulties because she was actually keeping too many animals. She was taking care of too many. And so we went back into a past life and we discovered that she lived in ancient Egypt and she had taken a vow as part of the Bastet cult, which is the cult that worships the cats. And so one of my favorite parts of this Meet Your Karma book is is the idea that um, we can work with vows and soul contracts that potentially we made hundreds or thousands of years ago that might be informing certain decision-making and actions in our current life. Wait a minute. I have, I'm going to stop you. Okay. So you're saying if you make a contract in a past life, it still holds true today? Sometimes. 
Okay. Not always. I just want to know that. I was like, Not that always. really kind of threw me. Okay. All right. Continue. Yeah. So in this case, she, you know, she was in this cult in ancient Egypt and she made a vow to care for cats. And so she was, she was, she said that like she actually got in trouble because she would see them and she'd be like, I can't turn any of them away. So she's got dozens and dozens of these and it was becoming a health hazard to the point where she actually had to get rid of them and she had to leave the community she lived in and relocate. And that's when I kind of found her. So, wow. so these vows that we make, um, sometimes are kind of like a, business contract you can just go back in the past into the past life meet with she in this case she met with a priestess in the regression and kind of had a discussion okay obviously she's always going to love cats that's fine but would it be okay for her to kind of be released from the vow so that she could live a more balanced life in the present right. and so then she was able to do that i think that's amazing that uh, that you're able to help people like that you know i have a fear of heights and i'm gonna have to find out why but there's a lady in here you talk about carol she had a fear of tunnels um in, and then you found out in south america in the 1800s tell that story she was in a cave yeah, she had a fear. Every time she would drive her car through one of those tunnels that goes through a mountain, she would just have a panic attack. And so she ended up going into a past life in South America where she was in a mine and the mine collapsed and killed everyone. So that's kind of one of these things where we just kind of float up above it, look down on it, imagine the cord of light that Nancy and I were talking about earlier, right. cut the cords, bring light over it raise her up into a new reality and then take her off into the future. And then she was able to, to go through those kinds of situations in the future with a little bit more calm and not having that same level of just gripping panic. There's always a lesson, isn't there? There really um, is. And part of it is that I, I make sure that I'm asking people, so what lessons did you learn? Because mm -hmm. to me, that's what makes the work transformational. Right. It's kind of like when we talk about karma, which is kind of a funny word in a way, Yeah, T taking cause and effect and turning it into something that can be a beautiful dharma where we're actually using the, the things that maybe hurt us in the past, but because we've learned from them, then we can go on and help other people. And it's a super important part of the process is that they've learned something from it. That's what I picked up. And I thought that was really interesting um, that you said that. The other thing, um, talk about cutting the cords. Now, do you have them cut the cords or do you cut the cords or do you do it together? How do you do that? Just curious. Cause Typically, you know. yeah. Um, <laughs> typically in this book or really in all of my processes, when I work with people, I, we establish a safe place and we will establish an introduction between you and your guide. Is your guide a spirit guide or is it Archangel Michael or is it a deceased loved one who's coming? But someone's going to come with you on the journey who is acknowledged as someone who knows you, who's known you for thousands of years, who really has your back and is going to gotcha. hold your hands so that you don't feel alone. Okay. So a lot of times it's that being or that person um, I'll have them bring out the scissors or my Archangel Michael brings out a big sword and so that person will usually assist you with cutting the cords okay. um, rather than me there has to be like some scissors or usually a cord cutting it okay I just think that's really interesting because you know I've done uh, cord cutting for a long time but I didn't even you know think about it and then that's how you do it um, you also, there's another story. I loved your stories. You guys, you. let me just say something about this book really quick here because I want to kind of go through. There are three parts to the book, okay? So in the center part of the book, she, in the beginning, she talks about, you know, hypnosis. And then in the center, she gives you all these different cases. But then towards the end, you talk about relief methods. So if somebody didn't want to have a session with you, they could actually read the book and you have all these different visualizations that you do. Can you talk about that? So that if somebody, you know, can buy the book and just do it themselves. Yeah, I'm really a huge believer in self-help and the idea that people just need tools to be able to do things on their own. So yeah. definitely, um, because your subconscious mind really loves to listen to the sound of your voice, even if you don't consciously like your own voice, <laughs> you can actually take these phone apps now and just record the guided imageries that I've given you in the book, the little exercises. Okay. And the good 
Yeah, and then you could just play it back to yourself and go through them. Okay, all right. I love that. I think that's yeah. really cool. Well, yeah, because you give all these things. And then she talks about, you do talk about meditation. Um, you have a whole section on vows and soul contracts, which we touched on a little bit. Do you find that a lot where people have vows, like the cats, for example? Um, you know, you gave a couple examples in the book, I'll never love again, or I'll be forever in your debt. Have do you come across this a lot? Um, it is actually pretty common. The, the cat one is a bizarre story, so that yeah. one's a little more weird. But yeah. the thing I do find a lot is that people are working on issues around abundance and prosperity. And so one of the cases in there was about a guy who was having a hard time getting a promotion at work. Okay. And he found that he had actually been um, like a priest in a past life had taken the vow of silence, which many of these clergy did. And of course, along with that was the vow of poverty. And so the poverty vow is very common that I run across that one a lot. And if you've taken a vow of poverty in a past life, see, cause like people aren't, this isn't going to be the first stop. Like maybe you've worked on it. You've worked on it different ways, but you're not really getting to the source event. And so that's when people come to do past life work or go through this book. You can actually go back to the source event. Maybe you've discovered you were some monk in a past life. You clear the vow of poverty. And in this guy's case, he was able to work on his vow of silence, his vow of poverty. And then he was able to get a promotion and actually was able to step up to the plate in a way that he really hadn't been able to do before. I think that's really cool that you help people so much like that. And cha it changes people's lives. It can, yes, if they believe in it. And again, was it was he really a monk or was he just telling himself this? Well, it came up out of his subconscious. And so, again, as long as he believes it and then moves forward with this new understanding of himself, which he did, mm -hmm. then that's when you really can change your life. I like the part where you talk about the energy getting stuck in your body because I really, because uh, I believe that and I understand it's how you feel and your emotions and your thoughts. And so something can still, when you, when you come in, when you reincarnate, you bring all that past life. I think that's amazing. It's just hard to wrap my head around, but I get, I get it that you're bringing all that energy from all those past lives in. And I wonder, do you think that we work on a lot of those things uh, without even realizing it from past lives? I think we do. Um, I'm kind of in a philosophical I've, I've been asking myself a philosophical question over the years about how much of our lives is free will and okay. how much of our lives is kind of like, like you and I were meant to meet today because we're right. going to be friends or whatever. How much did right. we plan in advance versus how much we really have control over things like we talked about earlier? Right. Do we really maybe not have as much control as we'd like? And one of the journeys I've taken people on is where we actually go to the moments before they incarnated into this life so that they can talk wow. about the things that they're getting ready to learn about. Okay. And I do think that sometimes, again, if people are just having some chronic difficulties and they just can't get it, like, um, you know, why doesn't this happen or why doesn't that happen? I've been working on myself for years and it's just not, I'm not able to get a breakthrough. Then sometimes they can go in there and kind of start to acknowledge that maybe they did actually carry some things through during the current life. I don't think it's readily in our conscious awareness. And I was talking to somebody last week about the idea that, you know, we have an opportunity in our current lifetimes to really heal and resolve a lot of things because let's say I lived in this 1800s or something and I'm out on a farm, you know, I got to tend to the cows. I don't have time to work on spiritual matters. And I think that because of technology and kind of where we are as a society right now, we really have a chance to really do a lot of healing on ourselves and on all the, the people or the, you know, past lives that we've had. We, we've got a huge opportunity right now. Yeah, we've got about one minute to break, but I'm curious. Um, I have always thought that you keep reincarnating with the same people, um, same family and that type of thing. How, what's your thoughts on that? I definitely am convinced that, the majority of the people we're hanging out with and running across in our current life are people that we have been around the block before with. Sometimes those people are very challenging to us. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes those people are a real blessing. <laughs> and we're so happy to have some people who really have our back. And you know who those people are because you look them in the eye. Right. And you know, like you meet somebody and you go, oh, wow, I just feel like I've known this person forever and we've only known each other five minutes. Right. And I'm so a that's believer. where. 
Yeah, so that's where that comes. Hey, you guys, um, this is Nancy Earle. I'm here with Shelly Care. She's a PhD. Her book is called Meet Your Karma. This is High Road to Humanity, and we'll be right back. We'll be right back with The High Road and more. Don't forget to visit Nancy's website at nancyyearout.com to sign up for her online classes or to book a private session to learn how to tap into your own abilities. Do you feel like something is missing in your life? Do you feel lost or alone? Do the things you buy for yourself lose their luster quickly? Are you searching for fulfillment within your heart and soul? What if you were given the ability to change your life for the better, to create what you want for yourself? What if I told you you have the ability to tap into the universal energy to design the life you desire? This was my discovery many years ago. As a businesswoman and a single mom, I had no choice but to pay attention to what the universe was revealing to me, and I learned how to use it for my benefit. When you wake up and pay attention to the messages that the universe is showing you, your life will change for the better. Because we all hold the ability to tap into the universal energy to enhance our love life, our career, our finances, anything you wish. This energy was created for our use and it's free. Now, I'm excited to share this information with you in my book, Wake Up. The universe is speaking to you. It's available to you on my website at www.nancyyearout.com. That's N-A-N-C-Y-Y-E-A-R-O-U-T.com, Barnes & Noble, and Amazon. And thanks for picking up my book. And may the energy of the universe bless you. the millions of women each month who listen to Wise Health for Women Radio. Women are pressed daily to give more, learn more, and be more, often at the expense of mind, body, or spirit. Join us for revitalizing conversations on fresh ways to view your limited time, encouraging new, healthier perspectives. You provide a special spark to those around you, and you manage many roles, entrepreneur, mom, wife, coach, friend, daughter, and more. Here's a great way to inspire and nurture you. On Wise Health for Women Radio, host Linda Crater and her amazing guests share how to move toward your wishes and dreams and find what is possible in your busy life. If not today, then when? Take steps to flourish over 40. Join us on Wise Health for Women Radio, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, on iTunes, and more at wisehealthforwomenradio.com. Helping women thrive. We want to thank you so much for listening to the show. Now, welcome back to The High Road. Hi, it's Nancy Urell. We're back here. We're talking to Shelly Care. She's a PhD. We have wonderful stories that she's telling us about past life regressions. Um, do you have, you know, a lot of people have phobias. Um, do you have a lot of people that come to you who have phobias more than anything? What's the biggest phobia that you see? I have a fear of falling. I have a fear of heights. Oh, you do? Yeah. I don't know why. I'll have to have Wait. you address me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have mean, no that's... idea. And, and the weird thing is, I'll tell you this, um, I didn't for the longest time, but then it just all of a sudden, like the last few years, and I don't know why. So that to me is that's I'm, interesting because I've not always been afraid of heights. You know, I've parasailed and, you know, done all that kind of stuff, but just the last few years. Yeah. Did it come over you like from doing something or um, we were, my husband and I camp a lot and um, it started like a few, maybe two or three years ago. We always go up to the Rocky mountains and I was always a little afraid, but I didn't pay too much attention. But now I'm just like petrified when we go around the, you know, around the curves and it's like a thousand foot drop and that now I'm just scared to death and I have no idea why. You know, sometimes these phobias will come on at certain ages that are correlated to the age that the person was when they passed in a previous lifetime. So That's you've what got I my curiosity. <laughs> okay. I just well, put it that way. I don't know. You know, that was, it's, yeah, because I was never afraid before. So, um, yeah, I'll have to give you a call. We'll have to do a, a, a clearing and figure out what the heck was, go was going on here. Um, have you come across any famous people doing this? 
I talked about that in my first book because it was really funny. Um, in Dallas, Texas, where I currently live, I had once regressed six Cleopatras. Oh my goodness, look out. <laughs> what? And so um, I kind of talk about that. I really haven't done as many famous people, but in this case, like when they're all telling me they're Cleopatra, then that's when I would definitely think this is more archetypal rather than reality, obviously. <laughs> right, right. But no, that's, that's actually one of the most interesting aspects of it is that I don't actually run across famous people. And to me, that actually makes it feel more valid because most of us were just regular people. We weren't doing anything exciting. Mm-hmm. And you know, if we wanted to make up something, we would make up a lot more exciting lives than what most of these people report. And so that makes it feel a lot more authentic to me. What's your biggest success story from somebody? Yes, phobias. Um, This one is not in the karma book, but it's in some earlier stuff I did. So there was a man who was in his 40s and he was deathly afraid of the dark. To the point where he owned a home, but he would have to turn every single light on in the house and he would have to leave it on at night and just couldn't sleep in the dark. So he came for a regression and we took him back to a farmhouse in like the 1700s where he was a little boy and he fell down some cellar stairs. His parents told him, do not go down in the cellar, but of course he did it anyway and he he was curious and he toppled down the stairs to his death. Oh, God. And so... In this case, like you don't always do this, but in this case, I felt like what we need to do is we're going to just back up and then we're just going to go into a new reality and I'm going to have him go over there, go ahead and look at the stairs. And in this case, of course, they didn't have electricity. So I had him light a candle, put it on a little candelabra and then very safely walk down each of the steps into oh, the cellar and then you look around okay. yeah like a cosmic okay. do-over okay. look around see what's there and he goes oh wow there's really not much here it's not very interesting <laughs> and I get okay great now let's come back up and let's go safely and then now let's progress into a future where you feel better about that and I actually you know I don't see everybody who comes to a session I don't see them again but in this case I did see this guy a few years later and he said this changed my life I went home I was able to shut the lights off and I was never scared again and so phobias for sure if you've got something unexplained when I hear the story like the one you just told I go oh wow something happened (laughs) I'll have to call you we'll have to get together you guys um if you want to get in touch, give your information and your website out for us, Shelly. Yeah, um, they can come over to pastlifelady.com, and I've got a YouTube channel where they can try a free little mini regression at Past Life Lady on YouTube, uh, cool. Past Life Lady on Facebook. Love it. I love it. I'm so excited you're here for, with us today. I have another question. Can children be regressed? They can. Um, I haven't done as much of that because... Most parents don't want their kids to be regressed, but, you know, usually the kids, when they remember their past lives, they just, you know, spit out some information and give it to my dad and they're like, yeah, yeah. Cause a lot of kids do remember, cause you remember, remember. you remember up to what is it like age seven or something? I think it is. You can remember your past lives. Definitely. And you can confirm that, that that's what your findings has been as well. Oh, yes. And because a lot of my friends have had their kids tell them things. Right. And most of, you know, you have friends like I do. I'm sure they're they're more open minded. So they're not going to say, hey, what are you talking about? Right. No, but a lot of mainstream parents, they hear stuff like that and they go, "Okay, go back and play with your Barbie dolls, dear. You know, don't worry about it. And and they flub it off. Right. Yeah. Right. No, I'm with you. Um, Family members. Now, this isn't the reason I'm asking you is because I have two daughters and one daughter believes this and the other one is like, yeah, okay, mom, whatever. Um, She doesn't believe in reincarnation. That doesn't say that in the Bible. I'm like, yeah, but it doesn't say everything it's supposed to. But anyway, um, what about family members? Have you ever regressed your family members? Oh, my gosh. Um, My dad (laughs) is... He, he, it's so apparent, some of his past lives, but he's actually told me he's afraid for me to regress him because he's afraid to see what he might see. And I've heard this from other people. And you know what's so interesting about that is that sometimes you think that what you're going to experience is far worse than what it actually is. Okay. You know? And so, no, I've never regressed him. Um, I've 
accidentally regressed to my brother when he because he's much younger than me <laughs> okay and I was trying to teach him some meditation skills and he accidentally popped into a couple of war lifetimes in the past but well, I wasn't I didn't mean to <laughs> oops, um, sorry. So, you know how the family members they just sometimes they're just not into it right right well that's what I wonder because you know you just never know um so you've written several books. Um, tell us the other books in case the audience would be interested in, in reading some of your other books here, shall I? Um, oh, gosh, I've got so many. The one that I'm really excited about, it's going to be coming out May 8th. It's called Past Lives with Pets. No way. I, yes. I have it back on. Really? Well, I love pets. That's crazy. Tell me about it. I want to hear it. This is super cute. I mean, you know that movie and that book, The Dog's Journey, which I read the book, I bawled my head off. I mean, (laughs) I was blubbering. It was really bad. But where, you know, I have a book filled with case studies of people who really believe that little Fluffy here was their dog from when they were in the third grade. And they they kind of accidentally find these things out when they came in to deal with actual issues. Cause I mean, you know, nobody comes in and says, I can't take it anymore. My dog's driving me bananas. You know? Right, right, right. So these are really lovely stories about people who love their animals. There's a lot of um, healing journeys in the book that it's going to help people who are dealing with pet grief. And then of course, past lives where people thought they were animals and how to get in touch with your animal guide. Oh, that's, neat. I like that. So that one's coming up. May 8th. Okay. Well, I want you to come back and visit me. Will you come back and see us on the high road? I would love to. Thank you. Yes. I love it. I think that's great. Well, because I'm a cat girl. Oh, you're a cat girl. I'm a cat girl. Kindred spirits. Yeah. And so I have... You're gonna. I, I don't tell people usually about this, but I've always had a cat. When I was a little girl, I mean little, my I was probably four years old. My dad's secretary had Siamese kittens, and so he brought me home a kitten. And this cat slept on my head at night. Yeah, this cat would go up on the pillow and it would sleep up on my head. And I name and I named her Samantha, and that's the name of my one of my daughters is Samantha. I, I have to tell you something. Cat. What? My dad's secretary gave him a cat named Sam that used to sleep on my neck. That's so weird. And Sam will be in past life with pets. He's one of the ones. Well, it was, back. yeah, and it was such a big thing for me. I've always had cats since then, and I named my first daughter Samantha. She always like looks at me like, "Come on, mom." But um, I'm a cat person, and now I have a cat, Gracie. I have two cats now, my husband and I, and he's kind of allergic, but he puts up with it. And she. she's a white cat. She's a ragdoll cat. I don't know if you know what that is. They collapse. Yeah. So I found her in a boat. And I, the only reason I tell you this story is that she has to sleep next to me every night, like right next to me. I've never had a cat. Now I've had the cat sleep on my head before. And I always figure now it's because of the energy going up is what I figure. But this cat sleeps like right next to me. And so she's like a part of me. She thinks I'm her mother. <laughs> I have a ragamuffin cat. You're talking about the ones that just flop. That's Biscuit, the cat. He is the reincarnation of another pet. I'll I'll save that for the next show. But oh yes. my gosh, well, you, you and I are some kind of kindred spirits. Yeah, now. there you go. I'm That's telling you, crazy. We, have, we have probably known each other. I believe life. it. I believe it. Well, listen, we've got about two minutes. Is there what else? Is there is there another story you'd like to tell us to end with today, or or with everybody staying home? You know, what what advice do you have for us? Um, I think it's a really beautiful, I mean, it's, I think the best thing we can do for ourselves is try to maintain peace and calm within ourselves. And that's not always um, easy with the things that are going on in the world. So there are some processes in the book to help people just with getting in touch with their breathing and doing progressive muscle relaxations that I hope will be helpful. Um, And then just remembering what I learned in the Buddhist monastery, that everything has a beginning, a middle, and an end. We're in the middle of something, but this will resolve itself, and we're going to get back to some kind of – I think it's going to be a new normal. It won't be the same, but it'll be good. I I think that's good advice. I think things are going to change for the better. I do believe that consciousness will raise from this catastrophe. I really do. And and I don't look at it. I know this may sound weird. There's a lot of people dying and I realize that and I'm not, um, and I, I understand that. And I'm, but I do think that good will come out of this. I really do. I feel that good will come out of it. I totally agree. 
Yeah. Totally agree. I, I really believe that we all, I guess when my friend passed away, the thing that helped me through the past life regression was seeing that, that he passed away. It maybe wasn't ideal for me, but that we're all on a path. And, mm-hmm. you know, if we really have um, our spirituality really rooted within us, we know that we are infinite. We know we are going to spirit and that we really cannot be destroyed. We're indestructible. Right. And so hopefully we need to, hopefully we can find it inside the deepest part of ourselves to tap into that peaceful space right. that lives inside of us. And I think the more of us who do that, that we're having to be forced to do it now, it has to be something really beautiful that's going to emerge from all of this murk. Right. That go we're within, in. go within, go inside go within, and, in here. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's wonderful. Hey, thanks for being on the show today, you guys. It's called Meet Your Karma. Shelly, thanks for being here. Um, I hope you'll come back and talk to us when your new pet book um, comes out. And there's my thing going off telling us the show is over. <laughs> Yay, Nancy, it was a joy to meet you. Thank you Thank so much. You. And this is High Road to Humanity. This is Nancy Yearout, and we'll see you next week. Hey, you guys, join me next week on The High Road for more stories filled with wisdom, love, and hope for our future. Have a fabulous week, and know that by staying on The High Road, you will make it to your destination. Visit my website, nancyyearout.com, where you can book a private session to learn how to tap into your own ability. And check out my YouTube channel. It's Nancy Yearout's High Road to Humanity. Yeah.